Good what? morning and welcome to your daily game phase. I'm Dr. Kim Landon. And what I are you am going, going on right about at over you. There? I'm going right at you. Okay. This morning. And my you have so many technical difficulties going on. Good morning to my listeners, but I'm ready to throw something It's been all week, by the way. It's not Woo. just this morning. Woo. I think Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> well, is that the excuse? Oh, my God. All right. Well, people, the listeners are walking in on the, <laughs> the debacle that I believe is going on. It's only a Lou. debacle because you bring it out behind the curtain. There's a curtain on shows. No. You, you can leave no, stuff no, behind the, the curtain. The curtain needs to be exposed. <laughs> the little green man behind, or the little man behind the green curtain in The Wizard of Oz needed to be exposed for who he was. Really? Yes. Were any of the uh, principals better because? Well, she, she got to go home okay. in her psychosis. Was that good? Where would you have rather lived, in Oz or in Kansas in 1920 or whenever the hell that was? <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you see, see the landscape Oz in Kansas in The Wizard of Oz? Or the tornado-ridden... Um, yeah. Well, I, I would have liked to have the ruby slippers. And Kansas was in black and white. And Oz well, was it was in color. sepia. Let's get it sepia, right. Okay. It was sepia at yeah. one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have liked to live in Oz... Yeah. But that's in La La Land, which is, you know, which was a good movie, by the way. Um, but La I'm coming La back. Land Don't deflect. Was... We're coming back to La La so Land. The... Was... Uh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. So, Louis Contreras. Bad this end. Morning. What did you say? Bad end. Oh, well, La La Land, the end was awful. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. So, um, listen. Yes. If I'm crooked on the screen, it's Lou's fault. Today. You're not crooked. You're like. Because Lou is having technical difficulties of placement. I'm going to wrap you right out because I'm in a mood this morning as well. So, I've just tried to center you up like eight times and couldn't quite do it. I don't know why. It's not me. It's not you. I said it wasn't you. But I tried to help you. No, you didn't. You just berated me for how many times attempts helping. it took me. <laughs> I was trying to help you. You weren't on point this morning. And you're torturing me. And you gave me extra time, too, which is... I did, and I was usually on I only time. have like ten seconds to get you lined up. Oh, <laughs> see, and there it is. There is the yeah. smackdown. Yep. And this is why the curtain is down because I get this from you. This is good though, but you're torturing me. I debate for a living, so I've gotten pretty good at it. We were so this morning. We were talking about the plovers on yeah, Plum um, Island yeah. and how much they agitate you. Now I'm going to get in trouble for this. Well, they don't agitate you. I shouldn't, I shouldn't get you in trouble for that. They don't agitate you. No, they do they, agitate they, you. Oh, okay. It's worse than that. <laughs> I was trying to help you. It's worse than that. Would the world be that much worse off hey, hey, without you, piping plovers? You know what? You're talking to an animal activist lover here, so that would be the wrong thing to say to me because no. But and is Plum Island the only beach on the planet where the piping plovers breed? Do we wow, have to lose the hard. entire beach until August for these piping plovers? Okay, well, so for people that don't live in Massachusetts <laughs> and don't understand the piping plover predicament, uh, say yes. that five times fast, yeah. the piping plovers, which is a very beautiful bird and aggressive when they have babies, as we were discussing, because <laughs> yeah. they will attack you. They'll strafe you. <laughs> I love that word, strafe. Yeah. yeah. They um, they shut down, what is Plum Island? So that reservation's got to be like seven miles long, right? That's, yeah, I believe it's pretty close to seven, maybe even a little more. Yeah, because yeah. that's the 20-mile yeah. hikes I go on to find the stupid <laughs> snowy yeah. owl that I love. Um, but the um, very large section of that beach, much to our chagrin, has been since April 1st shut down. 
until August. Until sometime. August, which I didn't realize is until August because I was there again this weekend. And um, I did see piping plovers, but they weren't on the side that's the protected side. So we were just laughing about. Oh, you know, they were we, across the refuge road? They were road? across the refuge road. Okay. And I giggle and I said that yeah. too. It's like when you put up, you know, the deer crossing sign and the moose crossing signs, one of the funniest podcasts or radio shows they'd ever heard was when a lady called in was like, can you just yeah. have the, have the sign? Like, can't they just stay in the crossing signs? And, you know, the radio host yeah. is like, what? Because, <laughs> you yeah. know, they don't know what the sign oh, no, says. I get it worse they, than that. They, they fly wherever they want to. Yeah. And so they shut down the beach. I get it worse than that. And Someone had said on a, like on the moose crossing, I forget whether it was a moose or a deer crossing was, a sign. Yeah. Can they get the deer to cross at this intersection right. instead of here? That's what it was. Like, it was like, what? can they, yeah, can they get them to cross over here? Like they yeah. should know. <laughs> Read the sign and come over exactly, here. Yeah. Right. So this is, so this is part of the, um, dilemma of the Parker Reservation and yeah. the Plum Island beautiful beach area that has mm -hmm. the piping plover predicament gets all the sand dunes they get the whole beach yeah. and then you get this little section of the beach to pack in like a bajillion people on and I didn't realize yeah, that it's it got was... 10 parking spots and... I know I, I know and usually you got this long stretch of area yeah. where you can go and park and now you will not be able to do that yeah. and it kind of shuts down but it preserves the beach which is nice yeah. Because then you can't have all the pollution. Because that's one of the nicest beaches around, I think. Because yeah. it doesn't have all the junk that people. But just the beach is preserved naturally by the fact you have to pay to get on it, which limits people. <laughs> well, that's a different. Okay, that's a different story. <laughs> Unlike the rest of the beaches, on Plum Island. Uh, okay, but well, it's like really the whole island. And, and what what so is Lou the piping lived, plover so, role in the so ecosystem? Lou lives there so this yeah. really irks him about it the piping does, clover because they're beautiful and it preserves the ecosystem in some ways that i have no idea because i'd have to research that but i'm sure it has some very important ecological environmental what species are they controlling or what species are uh, they enhancing probably bugs or, or something it's certainly not greenheads if the piping plovers ate greenheads i'd be all uh, for it hey if there was something that would eat the greenheads, that would be great <laughs> oh so so there's the other downside of plum island yeah is that plum island should be shut down till august because essentially after june 15th well that's only a month that's july to august from i think june 15th on you yeah. have the incredible flying Terrorists and they are yes and i get laughed at all the time but they are lunar cycles they, oh my god they're crazy they hatch on a, a on the moon cycle and, and they, they, they go away on the moon cycle. exactly and it's crazy and they're brutal and they attack you and not one ounce of bug spray will stop them nope and they will bite you and you will swell up like a balloon yep and so you stay away from your beach for that whole time yes by all means stay away from the plum island beach oh see the green heads are out from uh, april till <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> Stay away from the beach. <laughs> Lou would like to be a hermit and would like no one to be around him. No, it's not that, but there were certain benefits to COVID last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because you were complaining last year about people yelling at you. Oh, that's true. They were. So yeah. don't forget that it wasn't all peaches and cream. And people telling us that the ocean was a COVID spreader. I, yes, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. So... Um, and then the other thing is I did not bring my headphones in this week, so I have to say, huh, what, to you 75 times because I right. forgot. Next week. Maybe, if I remember, <laughs> and if you ping me to tell me. And the so for my listener that likes to know what I'm drinking in Florida, my friend in Florida, today is a Dunkin' Donuts. There's my plug for Dunkin' yes. Donuts, who does not sponsor me. Um, Dunkin' Donuts, coconut, one splendor, one splash of skim milk, medium iced couldn't they give you like a free 
I drink. Sh- they should. On Wednesdays. I would be a good promo for them. Yep. But last week, very interesting, I had a listener who caught on to the fact that Dunkin' Donuts does not make mocha marshmallow, whatever I had, like, mocha macadamia marshmallow, whatever I had last week. You were dishonest last week? No. Okay. No. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. I had used the Dunkin' Donuts cup and made, now I'm going to out where it's from, yeah. I had made my own at home, and it's Green Mountain Coffee, and it's the special limited edition of the mocha macadamia marshmallow. Wow. And I had made it and put it in that. And they saw the Dunkin' Donuts cup and they're like, they don't have that there. And I was like, that's because I made it at home. I would not be dishonest. How dare I'm you? I'm sorry. That falls under How? the, uh, well, it falls under the category at least of misleading, if not dishonest. Nobody that can't see, they were just, because they saw the cup. Mm-hmm. Oh. People got in their cars as a result of the show and went to Dunkin' Donuts looking for the yes, mocha, I'm coconut, sure chocolate almond, did. whatever it was. Well, they could have gotten a matcha latte, which was close. It's just okay. green. So I will identify from here on out that, in fact, I got that from my home and put it in a Dunkin' Donuts because I save these so I can put ice in them in the summer and then walk around my yard and do stuff. Trust is very important. Oh, you are unbelievable today. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Been a week. It's been a week. Well, clearly. Clearly. Do we need to talk about this? No, it's just uh, no, just a normal week. Just we won't talk about how we always start the show before the show by talking about what we talk about because <laughs> <laughs> that would be not nice. It's just are, a, you know, it's just naughty. one of those weeks where everything is pecking at you. You're just sitting there trying to do what this you're supposed is, to do. This is how I feel, and everything is just pecking at you. Well, there's moments in time where I realize, and that's I said this to you last week when we finished the show mm-hmm. is. Um, this is awful. I was going to say it's been a pecker of a week. But it, wasn't, but it didn't mean it like that, but I couldn't yeah. help it. It was coming out. So, oh, in that context, it works. <laughs> yes. And in yeah. the piping plover. Yes, true. Okay. We're all in the bird references. Yeah. Okay. We have to move on. Snowy owls and bald eagles and piping plover. Oh, my plovers. God. Oh, yes. And Lou saw the biggest bald eagle I of his did. life this I weekend. Saw, it was, I, it was a prehistoric like bald eagle. Raptor like. Yeah. Would you call, No, you didn't call it raptor. You Condor. Condor. Like a pterodactyl a bald eagle. It was going to morph into like a... I saluted it. You? <laughs> how big this thing was. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad. Did you get a picture? No. No. I was driving. Not. Oh, God. You need to get pictures. No proof without yeah. pictures. Okay. Get them. So, so Lou and I, I are in a race. Who am I proving something to, by the way? What? Why do I need proof? Who am I proving something to? To I saw, me. I saw the bald eagle. I need to see this. Yep. Um, we are in a race, you and I. Uh, oh, a race? Yes. To what? We are in a race for the moose. Oh, yeah. We have been, ever since the last, two weeks ago when we did that show, John and I are like, yep. <laughs> we're like out on the on the hunt. So I declared that part of one of my bucket list things for the summer was to see an actual live moose. Yes. And, and you jumped on board. Well, I've been on board, racing. but yeah. now it's a competition because, oh, so much more fun when there's someone else in the game. Because in the past 10 years, when we've been looking for the moose, which we have not found, but we have seen many evidence pieces of the moose, we've not found it. But now... It's what would just, be an evidence piece of Well, the moose? we see that we see recent hoof prints, we see okay. poop, we yeah. see, you know, that kind of stuff. Or we can hear something out in the distance, which we think is a moose, but we definitely... So you and John had a conversation at some point that, at some point in the conversation was, that's moose poop. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, John's a very good poop identifier. Oh, he's a... We can do the difference between coyote poop, regular canine poop, really fox poop, 
Oh, John yes. is schooled in, in we such are school. We are both now schooled. I have seen this. I'm totally into the wildlife. I can, in the rehab stuff and like knowing like bobcat poop compared to mount, like, you know, like the really? um, North American bobcat, not bobcat, but the, um, the little mountain lion differences and oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Raccoon poop, not skunk poop. Okay. Considering we have 90% of the animals I just named in my backyard, <laughs> I see a lot of poop. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, I know poop. All right. All right. So. I'm going to take your word for that one. Uh, yeah. Well, I can prove that to you. I could bring you some. <laughs> Conversation I don't want to have. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Where were we going? I still with this? get, despite things, where things are in life, I still get to select which conversations I have and yes. not have most of the time. Not always. Most of the time. Oh, my goodness. Um, Hello, Bill. How are you? What did he write? I can't see. I'm blind. I haven't got into the actual program yet. Oh, well, see. You, oh, my God. You're fired. I've been doing the actual you're program. Fired. I haven't got into monitoring says, the actual program yet. Oh, look at He says using old Dunkin' Cups. He's, yeah. <laughs> yep, I am. I'm a Dunkin' Cup reuser. Can't help it. I'm a, you know. Really? You keep... Facilitate. I don't use a lot of them. I just keep a couple, and I, I yeah. keep throwing them out and then like reusing like ones I've used for a couple of days. I don't keep them forever. There's a place on uh, there's a place on Plum Island called the Plum Island Kitchen, and they do these me meals to go, and they're pretty good. And they yeah. come in these containers that aren't quite microwave safe, but they're nice little Tupperware-ish containers. Which means they blow up in the microwave. Yeah, well, they'll Catch kind of melt, melt kind of thing a little bit. So. Yes. But I've cut. I've got into hoarding those because they're nice <laughs> little containers. <laughs> And so I'll be handing out some, you know, roasted vegetables in a, you know, chicken pad thai container. Still has the, still has the price tag on it. I don't know, they're nice containers. It seems a shame to throw them away. Oh, I, w I want to see one of these. You'll need to bring one to me. Okay. All right. So, well, Plus, I, I make a lot of pulled pork and things like that, so I want to I put them in separate containers. I would because you don't share any of this with me, so apparently we're not that good of friends. So there's, <laughs> we went right down the chute. Sure, I give you like whiskey and you know good fine things, and you give me what? A ration of piping clover poop. <laughs> I can do that if you want. <laughs> okay, we can exchange. Poop. I can. Go. Okay, we have to. Can you okay, imagine so if I went to get you a piping clover egg? No, you can't do that. Can you imagine the uh, mugshot for that? Would oh, be. I would. Well, I, as much as I would enjoy seeing your mugshot, <clears throat> can you not do that? There's almost nothing. On that, where I live, that is worse than that would be. I would be shunned forever. Well, and I would shun you. Yeah. Because that's inappropriate. That's a good psychology term to say. Inappropriate. To you. It's inappropriate. Yeah. So speaking of psychology, it's only, it's only inappropriate if I do it, not think oh about it. Oh my god. <laughs> I can think about it all this I want. Is, by the way, this little back and forth between Lou and I this morning is so that we can have Lou have some release of tension. Okay. So he can get it all out. You think that's space. what's going on? Yeah. Yep. Or right. mine. <laughs> we're, we're both doing it. Okay, good. Because um, it's been a peck of a week. It has. <laughs> oh, and it just keeps coming. So anyway, so how was your sleep? Going back to our show from last week. How was your sleep? Um, mixed. So it didn't change, didn't help, didn't get worse? Just don't tell me if it got worse. No, it didn't get worse. Okay. It just mixed. I had some good nights and I had some bad nights. Oh. So I had an interesting, I don't know if you went back on the show last week and saw some of the comments. I had a couple of people ask about, does sleeping position matter? Oh, yes. And so although I can't, I, and I didn't go do research on this, so I can't say research says or that I know for sure, but I do know that anecdotally 
from other colleagues and sleep colleagues, like people that do the sleep work in their medical right um, degrees or in sleep studies and sleep science that um, right around the corner from me, I work with someone that I, I, I collaborate with that they always recommend for people to sleep on their back. Really? So, but I've always been told to sleep on your side. Yeah. So, um, so I really don't know the exact answer to that, but I from the psychology perspective, I do know from research that your sleep position won't matter in terms of your um, dreaming or your reparative no. like that. That has nothing to do with it. So if that was the question, because it wasn't specific to that, but it was just kind of a statement of like general question. So sleep position really won't have a matter on that, but sleep position may have a, um, an impact on how you fall asleep. Um, you know, if you're a person that sleeps kind of like on an angle upright, or if you're a side sleeper, if you're a stomach sleeper, certainly those types of things can change the way you fall asleep. You know, I mean, certainly if someone has yeah. an injury, I know like I have a couple of clients that have um, shoulder injuries. A friend out in California right now sure. has a shoulder injury and, and he you know, I would imagine, I know he's been in discomfort and pain. I would imagine that his sleep style has changed in terms of like laying in the bed or discomfort. I know from my kettlebell injury and my reaching for coffee to try not to get the cats off of me, <laughs> I strained my shoulder again. Oh, God. Um, you know, so that definitely impacts me not sleeping on this side. So, yeah. I can't so sleep those on kinds my, of things change it. I can't sleep on my back. I mama cass it. I choke on my own spit. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is it too soon? <laughs> well, we don't want that to happen. I think the important part about a position is, I think the important part about position is find your comfortable position because what kills sleep at the beginning is fidgeting for 20 minutes, trying to you're find fidgeting. a comfortable position. But, you're, yes, you're fidgeting because you have a comfort issue, but also a lot of times it's because your mind is wrestling with the comfort issue on other yeah. things, too. So right. you're probably in there threat generating that your arm's about to fall off. I have some clients that go into, I'm dying oh. when their discomfort is there. Yeah. So, oh, my but gosh. But find a position be. that works, and then you get rid of that whole struggle with discomfort. Right. Yeah. Which is why they made the side pillow. You know that? Yeah. That long, cuddly pillow. Yes. So, anyway, hopefully I answered I the question that, for the people that asked that last week. That I don't I, have one, but I wouldn't hate one. And I do sleep with a pillow between my legs. You should ask your girlfriend to get you one. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Nothing like setting up a relationship divide. <laughs> she's like sleeping with a toddler. She, she, she's like... I hope she's, she's not like, listening. She's, well, I've told her this, so... Oh, okay. It's nothing she hasn't heard. Okay. It's like, because she fidgets for like 25 minutes. Oh. Yeah. And that's part of why you fidget, too, because when you have a fidgeter with you. Nope. I lay on my left side, and I'm out. Oh, so you're a shunner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Excellent. All no, right. no. The left, left side is facing her. There's a thing about left side and right side, too, for digestion and things like yes, that. Yes, there is. But that right wasn't si question. Right side is bad. Left side is good. So, yeah. So that's a different yes, yeah. but yes. Yes, but yes. Yep. That wasn't the question, though. I wasn't answering that question. I'm sorry. That's just, okay. Just you digress. Adding, adding some... Anecdotal knowledge. Thank you. Okay, so. <laughs> that was sarcastic as well. I know, yeah, I know, but I was like. <laughs> so moving along. Yes. Lou. So you know what the happy topic of this week is? What is it? It's going to be, we're going to talk today about hypothyroidism. Oh. Ooh, exciting. Yes. And anxiety and how they connect together. Mm hmm and um, I'm sure that it will spin off into 7,000 other things, but, um, you know, people don't realize well, probably if you've been listening to my show over the past year, you will. But medical conditions and psychology 
connect. Mm -hmm. And so hypothyroidism and um, anxiety and mood-related disorders are very connected. Um, now, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yes. Right? Um, it depends. Always my answer. It <laughs> depends. Um, but hypothyroidism, do you know what it is? It's um, some uh, hyperfunction of the thyroid. <laughs> okay. Well, that would be hyper thyroid. Yeah. So there's hyper and hypo. So today, oh, hypo. So today oh, so gonna... hyper is extra thyroid activity. Hypo is weakened thyroid activity. Yes. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Look at that. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Inferred from context. <laughs> so, so, so the thyroid, you know, so the thyroid is a manager. sarcastic too, I know. I'm just ignoring yeah. you. I'm going. I'm just going. <laughs> Thanks for explaining your sarcasm to yeah. me. So the no, I was explaining your sarcasm to me. Oh, you're oh. very good. Was very sarcastic. Oh well, I am, but I thought you were being sarcastic as no, well. No, so we're both being sarcastic. No. We must be in a punchy mood today. <laughs> um, but the thyroid is like a very pretty little butterfly-shaped um, gland mm -hmm. at the base of your neck, um, and it's in all mammals, um, and it regulates your hormones, and it regulates the hormones for metabolism. So when you're hyperthyroid, it's running on overtime. And when you're hypo, H-Y-P-O, it's running low. And so when you have hypothyroidism, um, there's a really great body of knowledge for people. You know, so when you have hypo, it's, you know, you see a lot of um, weight gain, um, blood cholesterol issues, blood pressure issues, um, sleep disorders. This is why mm -hmm. I tied it into last week because I was going to get there. We never got there. Yep. Um, you know, like insomnia, um, you know, and but one of the biggest um, connectors is weight gain, which also is a connector to mood and um, depression and anxiety. Um, but also, um, just as an aside, about 30%, like roughly almost 30%, like 29.8% is what the research says, is 30% of all anxiety disorders are related to some type of autoimmune thyroid condition. Hmm. So that's pretty significant. Yes. Considering how much anxiety-based disorder we have here just in the U.S., but the research um, from the Journal of American Medical Association has reported that 28.9% or 29.8%, whichever it was, um, is that of all anxiety disorders are related to a thyroid or autoimmune thyroid condition. Hmm. Um, so what that says is... And let me ask you, what, what would be your estimate of how many of those conditions, how much, what percentage of those conditions are, are uh, diagnosed? What, what do you mean? Well, in other like, words, well, I'm guessing a lot of people suffer from hypothyroidism without knowing they do. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah. Of, so of that 30%? Yeah. Well, I mean, considering that 30%, if we just look at the actual statement, is that they must know they that must that know. is. Yeah. But what I would say is outside of that, how many people suffer from either or and have no right. diagnosis on it is probably significant. So that means given that 30% is there, I would pad in maybe another 15%, maybe, because look how many people have anxiety disorders. Yep. They think it's just anxiety. They are. They have the list of symptoms that go with hypothyroid, but they're not treating that. They're treating the anxiety, or they're not treating it at all, right. So, and they're not reporting. So you figure it's got to be pretty high, you know. So I would imagine that that's pretty significant, just as a, you know, educated guess. Yep. Um, 
So it's really predominant in women and men, but heavy predominance in women, especially for menopausal women and perimenopausal women because the thyroid hormonal metabolism changes, as you know. Perimenopausal? <laughs> yes. What does that mean? Oh, you don't. Oh, my goodness. No. So you have so you have coming you have premenopausal, right? Mm -hmm. So you have all the you have phases of menopause, yes. right? So it doesn't just happen. So perimenopause is, you know, leading in and postmenopause is leading out. Oh, okay. So so you're you have the you have the yeah. nice little arc. Okay. So So women so, are not quite menopausal yet, but Right. So the yeah. right. So the yeah. so the so the thyroid will change because the metabolism changes because it's hormonal. And so mm -hmm. when the hormones in the body change, men have it as well. But it it really impacts women a lot. And then, a lot of times when I was saying like the autoimmune disorders, um, you see Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, I have a friend that has that, um, and it's pretty significant. Like mm -hmm. it really messes up like their. Um, uh, feeling in their hands and their feet and their temperature regulation because thyroid will also, because of the hormones and metabolism will, you know, regulate sort of through the hypothalamus in the brain, that section where it's temperature, regulating eating, sleeping, you know, all the places yeah. in the brain that control for your body functions like that. So, um, you know, autoimmune disorders are, are, are highly impacted by the thyroid and also they impact mental health because they offset like the GABA, which is your anxiety neurotransmitter, which is regulated up and down like the um, vagal nerve in the body so that it controls for, you know, how you fight or flight or how right. you see threat generation, how you see um, calm or peace. So when you have them combined, you can see a lot of um, struggle in people. So right. in my experience, in my practice, I see a lot of people who are treating only anxiety and typically if I see the symptom list in my head of when when they come in and they are saying like I'm having insomnia clearly there's a weight gain um, <clears throat> or there's a blood pressure issue or there's you know right. fluttering chest and cardiac issues I have them go and have medical rule out first to find out if we're just dealing with anxiety or if we're dealing with both or mm -hmm. if we're just dealing with hypothyroid because I treat um, the psychology piece very differently if it's a thyroid base right. versus anxiety and many times people just go for the anxiety because they don't think there's any medical or they chalk it up to genetics or yeah. something else that is outside their control when in fact there's a lot in their control and they don't realize it so um so um hypothyroid so again is that that drop in the production of the thyroid hormone to be able to do your metabolism and you know of course i'd love to say that there was some quick fix and there are great conditioned um, medications that are out there, but like they, there's Levo T, um, and then there's um, Synthroid, which has been around forever, mm -hmm. which is like the really common medications for it. But here we go, because you know what I'm going to say is the, the top stuff to be able to maintain health for hypothyroid sleep and eating and exercise yeah. yeah right so if you go to any of the like the web mds or if you're going to do your google search or you want to say oh is she right um you know your treatment options are going to be the natural treatment options aren't just going to be here's one or the other it's going to say your best bet is your diet 150 minutes a week of exercise which people go oh my god yeah. that's 30 minutes a day and the caveat to that is which i always highlight with you is the exercise and in this case 
you know, people oftentimes, if they're overweight and they have hypothyroid, um, they can exercise in the same way. But if you get outside and you, you know, you're puttering around in the garden, you're walking, you know, you're getting some sunlight, you're just moving in general for 30 minutes just to start, that actually can like give you a little jump start in the thyroid. A little bit, not a lot, because yeah. oftentimes it's got a lot of damage. Um, so the thyroid itself is getting activated with the with the cleansing from the exercise or just movement itself. I mean, people who sit with the thyroid, hypothyroid and sit sedentary don't metabolize. I mean, it's all metabolism. It's all the body movement. Sure. So if you're not eating right for hypothyroid, which there's a totally, I always think it's a counterintuitive diet to people. Um, and if you're not doing that with the exercise and good sleep hygiene and all those things, well, mm, it's hard. Um, and then if you add in the medication, you need to be doing those things because once you add in medication like Synthroid or Levo T or something like that, you have to be doing those things because you have to be clearing it with water and exercise yeah. again in your kidneys and your in your liver and kidneys are ones the the organs that get rid of and move that through your body so you really need to be on that so the diet is super important because you would think well what do you think what do you think you would be eating on a hypothyroid diet that would keep it healthy well now given that i've told you it's counterintuitive so we'll see yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of threw me off now that it's counterintuitive. Uh, you'd want to, and I i can't come up with a list right now, but you want to eat things that would aid your metabolism, wouldn't you? Well, yes. So that that was a very good answer yeah. without being specific. <laughs> well, I'm trying <laughs> to remember specific yourself. foods that help, that help your metabolism. I can't come up with a list right now. But. Well, so for a person that's not with a thyroid issue, right, mm -hmm. in terms of hypo, right, you would think like what we always talk about. So everything that we talk about, like eat strawberries and watermelon and berries and, and you know, soy-based plant products and, uh, right, you yeah. think all, nuts and grains and, and things that are Whole healthy. Whole foods. Right. Yeah. In hypothyroid, mm -hmm. you still eat clean, but you don't eat those things. No. Oh. So you wouldn't eat, like if you're a vegan or, you know, you eat tempeh and, and soy and all those things, and that's out. Really? Yep. Um, raspberries strawberries, um, kale, all the stuff that we normally say eat, you don't eat that. Um, but it's really interesting because it leans heavily more towards like a Mediterranean fish diet. So, and the reason why is because um, iodine, zinc, and selenium, in no particular order, but particularly except for iodine, iodine, zinc, and selenium are the, are the minerals and the, and that are missing and that are really needing to be kept up and level to keep metabolizing correctly and so you get that can from, you supplement them or does it you can but it's, it doesn't work as well as it natural. doesn't well you can with selenium you know because yeah. clearly there's some because of hypothyroidism as a um, diagnosis there's some really great products out there that go to your favorite vitamin shop or your favorite little compounding place and they have them but selenium with uh, they'll have selenium and calcium they'll have selenium and magnesium you know to to replace um zinc as well you know you can get that from a variety of things but iodine it's it's easier to get it from things like um fish and you know shrimp certainly the downside of that is i have clients that overdo on shrimp and yeah. some of the shellfish like oysters and stuff like that and then they get gout oh. so you have so there's a downside sometimes to yeah. eating certain things like that um and you can get you know your zinc you can get from red meat also over red meat you can get gout you know so you have to be careful because the diet that goes with hypothyroidism to control for your um 
to control for the thyroid that would produce the anxiety that comes with it, um, those food items can also trigger your anxiety. So it's a it's a balance that's not typical of your regular everyday eating. So and you and you have to stay away from like you know. I would recommend for most people, like, you know, good mental health starts with a water-based food like sweet potato, um, something like quinoa, not with hypothyroid because it doesn't process it in the same way because it doesn't have the ability to break it down in the same way. Oh, I see. Yep. So if you're, so now how does this relate? Because people are like, okay, she's talking about hypothyroidism only as a medical, but so what's the cause of 